Well, another big contest coming up, and the, obviously the more you win, the bigger every game gets, and, and I think there's a lot of familiar, familiarity with Wyoming in that we just played them, what, three weeks ago or so, roughly, and so um, uh, obviously we played very, very well at their place, defended extremely well, very low scoring game the first 12 minutes or so, I think it was 11 to 10, with about seven minutes to go in the first half, but I thought we defended uh, in a very, very uh, good fashion. Uh, we're really good on the glass, and then that second half we kind of got cooking on offense. So, but another tough test. Wyoming's playing their best of the year. Um, obviously, you know their record is is not what they want it to be, but they did pick. Since we played them, they beat San Jose State. They were ahead for I would say about 37 or 38 minutes against Boise, and they were ahead about 38 and a half minutes against Colorado State. So they're definitely playing a lot better basketball. Um, you know, the Maldonado kid is a, is a very, very, Hunter Maldonado is a, listed at 6'7", 200 pounds, and he's averaging almost 17 a game, gets to the foul line five times a game, averages almost five assists a game. He just, he kind of does everything and anything for them. And the, uh, Jake Hendricks, a local uh, from, from um, Skyview High School, um, is an excellent shooter. Quane Marble is a guy they've really inserted in the lineup, started the second half against us, and and since then they put him in the starting lineup and he's another big guard at 6'6", 195, he's a freshman and he's a handful as well so they have a lot of different pieces that can do some things, they're playing their best basketball of the year and we got to show up and, and compete like we've been competing um, you know on a regular basis here in the last uh, month or so. Do these games make you a little more nervous as a coach when you're dealing with 18, 19, 20 year old kids and they know Wyoming's, they've played game teams tough, but they've had they've struggled. I mean, they've had their struggles, and you're big favorites in this game. And, I mean, all that kind of stuff. Does it make you a little nervous? Because they have played people really close. They have. I mean, they're, uh, Coach Edwards' teams are always grind you out defensively. They're always very, very tough-minded. Um, they're, they, they just make you earn everything. And so um, they're tough and they're physical. But, you know, our guys, I, I feel like our guys are in a really good spot mentally. And physically, it's the best we've been physically, except for some of that sickness, you know, going into the Fresno game. But I feel like we've um, Fonz is healthy now again, and uh, and Abel Porter looks good. So uh, hopefully we're through that stretch. But our guys have a good look to them and a good vibe to them. I think coaches are always paranoid for every game, <laughs> you know, and we want to be our best every game, and we always tell our guys mind right, game right, and so make sure we're locked in mentally. Um, to play and do everything you can to be the best we can be and a great indicator for us is usually practice and I thought we had two good days of practice going into the game. You guys control your own destiny really. I mean look at the standings where you're at. Yeah. And two of those two other teams have to play San Diego State still. And I mean, yeah every, everything we want is still in front of us. You know obviously everybody is such a log jam from two to seven quite frankly still and what I read, New Mexico can still finish 10th and they can still finish 2nd, uh, which is just, it's incredible. So I would imagine that's very similar to a lot of teams, but at the end of the day, we have a lot of tiebreakers that go in our favor and um, for 2nd, and, and, and we're also playing for something else, you know, besides just, you know, getting 2nd in the league. So there's a lot out there. Um, everything that we want is still out there, and, and um, so now we just got to go perform and be the best that we can be and I know it's very boring and cliche-ish, but those are the facts. What about uh, Hunter Thompson? He hasn't played three games. Do you know? Uh, he has, my understanding, and I don't know this for, uh, my understanding is he has mono. 
and so I know he hasn't played. I don't think he's played since our game, and um, and from what we've heard, we don't anticipate him playing. So that really gives. I mean, he's the one really big, only big guy they really had. Height wise. Yeah, height wise. I mean, he's a strong guy. You know, uh, I think he's listed at six ten, six eleven, and he's like two fifty. But um, so they play a little bit different. Taylor, number eleven, is a guy that's. Um, really athletic. Obviously, he's only listed at 6'6", 195. He really moves his feet well. He's an excellent screen roll defender. And then they bring in Brandon Porter, who is a totally, you know, actually kind of semi-plays like um, uh, Hunter. In uh, the other night against Colorado State, he made three threes. So he can kind of stretch you out, and you just basically start playing small ball, and that brings a whole different dynamic to the to the table. Coach, the last game against Fresno State was the first time in three games he had uh, double digits and turnovers. What do you do to try to fix that issue? What have you seen about the turnovers that became a problem? What is it? Play guys that don't turn it over. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, um, I I thought we, uh, what do we have, 11? Uh, Nine versus Fresno State. Oh, okay. So the last two games, uh, I think Colorado State, we had eight turnovers. Fresno's nine. We've We've definitely emphasized it a lot more. We've always emphasized turnovers, eliminate losing to win. But for whatever reason, for a stretch there, we were turning it over, and they were, I felt like, catastrophic ones. And, uh, and then we, I felt like our turnovers got less and less, but they were still the catastrophic ones, right, where they lead to direct points. And so we've definitely done more things in practice to try to sh- shore that up. But then also, quite frankly, just, you know, guys got to earn, like, I mean, you always got to earn your playing time, but that's had had been a little bit of an Achilles heel for us. So at some point, guys got to figure it out. And if they can't, you just got to start limiting their minutes. And um, we've had dirt, certain guys that have really picked up their play um, and done a good job. And so I think it's a combination of you are what you emphasize, but also starting to play guys that just don't turn it over at as high of a rate. Alex, did you have one? Yeah. Hey, Alex, how you doing? I, uh, so... I was, I was wondering, obviously Sam won the, uh, the Mountain West Conference Player of the Week um, this week. Um, first time since December that's happened for him. Uh, but in, I mean, just like in the past six, seven games, he's, he's kind of played really well. He looks like he's in a groove um, uh, all around. Um, what would you say has been just the main difference in him these, these last few weeks? Well, he's never going to say this, but I will. I think it's the, it's the first time, quite frankly, since maybe the first six games that he's been a hundred percent and like really healthy um he's had a myriad of of um of injuries throughout this season and uh you know our our non-conference season was grueling to say the least in terms of especially after those first five games with all of our travel and the competition that we played and so um after that first bye week he had a chance to really just get away not get away but we didn't practice him for like four or five straight days, so it was almost just like a second Christmas break for him. And I think he's really responded since that point in time, and he's playing um, uh, excellent basketball, Sam Merrill type basketball, and and certainly he's starting to score it at a higher level than he was. But he just looks uh, more mobile, more explosive. He's elevating more on his shot, um, and he's just really making a lot of plays. So. I think that's a big part of it. And then I think the other thing is just it's that time of year where it's the end. And you see this with seniors a lot of time um, right now where they, can, they, they know it's the end of their career. 
and they don't know what's coming next. You know, for three years, they always know, like, I'll be back next year, maybe in a different role or whatever. But now, who knows what's next? So, you know, every senior always says, man, it just goes so fast. I just can't believe how fast it goes. And now it's for real. And I think you always see seniors playing excellent, for the most part, seniors playing excellent basketball at this time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a conversation with him about how many minutes he, he plays. I mean, he, he said that he's basically played 30-plus since his freshman year. So he's used to it. It's not something that kind of, like, bothers him. And, and he said that, like, basically you and him and, I guess, the training staff have this relationship where, you know, basically he's the person that asks you for for a breather if he needs one. And if not, you know, like has happened a lot of times this season, he'll play 40 minutes if, if he can and if he wants to. How much do you as a coach kind of try to just find him little places where he can rest if you, if you feel he needs it or in, in a way maybe saving him from himself, especially since earlier in the season he was hampered by injuries like you were saying? Yeah, you're, every, every game brings on a, a different dimension and then we do what we can in, in practice to, to be smart. Uh, as a head coach, I, I really trust Sam. He's, he loves to play. He never wants to be out of anything. Um, but there's times I've had to kind of convince him, like, no, you're, you're sitting for a little bit. And, um, but he knows his body better than anybody. He's very in tune to his body. Um, and, so, and he's been through the rigors before. Like, he understands the whole um, the grind of it, quite frankly, a, you know, roughly a six-month season. So, um, you know, the other night against Fresno, he played the whole game. But when Abel Porter got sicker in the dog about an hour and 15 minutes before tip-off and Fonz was very, very sick and didn't practice the two days prior, I knew there was a good chance he was playing 40 that night. And so, But you always try to kind of work the, the media timeouts and, and, you know, depending on who they have on the floor with matchups, can we afford to sit this guy right now or can we exploit them? you know with who they have on the floor so you're always who do we have out right now who's in foul trouble so you're always kind of looking at the big picture of of things that way but I learned in my first game at Utah State when I took Sam out two times at Montana State in the first half and then the second time he came out in the second half he walks by me only like Sam Kinney goes you know coach I averaged 36 minutes a game last year (laughs) And that was the fourth time I took him out that game. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Uh, then why are you moving so slow? No, <laughs> I'm kidding. But, um, but you know what? That was good that he said that because everybody handles um, fatigue a little bit differently. And so that was a learning curve for me as to, you know, maybe he looks tired, but he's okay. And so we just built our relationship in a very trustworthy way. And, and now we just, I mean, we have very open and honest discussions about it. And, and I'll ask them during a game, hey, you okay? Yep, I'm good. Hey, you okay? I just need a quick one, you know? And I trust them. <clears throat> and so we um, work together on that, and I think it works pretty well. When he was, when he was hurt, did he, was he doing that more often, asking you for a break? Um, I wouldn't say that, but I think he just, wore down a little bit quicker, right? When you're, when you're beat up and you're not as fresh, I just think you, you get brought, bogged down a little bit more. And so he probably rested a little bit more in those, a little bit more in, those, um, in that time frame. Uh, 
Thanks, Coach. Yeah, you bet. Al texted me with a question. Uh, Fresno State was your 200th head coaching victory. Um, what's your thoughts on hitting 200 head coaching victories? Well, it means I'm getting old. That's what it means. But, uh, you know, I, I've been really, really fortunate as a, I've been able to do this for 24 years and a head coach for, um, I, I got to add it up, three, seven. This is my ninth year as a head coach. And, and, um, uh, just been very fortunate to have a, an incredibly supporting family. Uh, my wife and kids are, you know, it's a lifestyle, and if you don't have that backing at home, it's very, very difficult to do. And I've been very fortunate that way to be married for almost 25 years, and a, and a great wife and unbelievable kids, or unbelievable wife and great kids. Uh, uh, and then obviously I've had a fantastic staff at all three stops: Mayville State, South Dakota, and Utah State. And then you better have really good players and really talented players because basketball is a player's game. You do your best as a coach to develop them and mentor them and put them in position to succeed. But at the end of the day, it's those dudes that go out and make the plays, whether it's a rebound or set a screen or uh, contest a shot or put the ball in the hole. <laughs> and so uh, basketball is the ultimate player's game, and, and you better have good players or it's going to be hard to win and win at a high level. And been fortunate to have really, really good players at all three stops along the way. Coach, does the end of the season sneak up on you like it does oh. on us? I mean, we, I remember talking to you the first of the season, and you said there's no breaks. Like, it's just full go. And now we're here three games left, and you're done. It's incredible how fast it goes. I mean, there's certainly a level where there's some dog days. And, and this year, maybe it, this year's flown by, but at the same time, it's, there's been some grinding weeks just because of their circumstances this week and how do we need to play and what, just because it's just been certain guys kind of in and out, but, um, but it does. And what, I always feel like once you kind of get past the halfway point of league, you know, it just goes down, it just goes super fast um, the rest of the way. And now it's just, it's hard to believe there's only three games left in the regular season.